podcasting from the CRW studio, this is the Two Drink Minimum with your hosts, Henny and Patron. Cheers, college football fanatics, and welcome to the Two Drink Minimum. I am Dan Patron, and with me as always is Kevin Hennigan and DZ. Tonight, a special week six check on where we are at in the college football season episode. Heisman, college football playoff, one lost teams, group five studs, contenders, pretenders, all of that and more next on the two drink minimum. Kevin. Damn. People probably don't know this about this program, but Mr. Hennigan is intimately involved in writing where we're going to go in these episodes. He picks the games. I'm Geppetto. He lays out the outlines. He's the puppeteer. So tonight, as tonight, yeah, the the maestro, the maestro. So tonight, as we, so (laughs) so tonight, as we look at these questions, sort of this hodgepodge, you know, where are we at of this season? Who's the contenders? Who's the pretenders? What's the college football playoff going to be? Who's in? Who should be in? Who's not in? Who stinks? Who's overrated? Who's underrated? Who's going to win the Heisman? All of this different crap. It stinks. Right. All of this stuff. We're gonna let our man Henny take us out here and and just lead the way through this through this sort of hodgepodge episode of who's who and what's what at this week six. Week six is the halfway point of the college football season. Just about. Is there twelve or thirteen weeks? So I mean, this is a good time to do it because, as you said in uh, pre-show production, if we don't do it now, you may not be able right. to Some still of these conversations talk about, go yeah, away. Like BYU, Coastal Carolina, Cincinnati, like the Group Five stuff. They may all lose next week, and then we don't get to talk about it anymore. So, Henny, where, where do you want to go first? Uh, we oh, well, t- first, we do have, as Henny preps himself over there, we do have a New Belgium evening of uh, Voodoo Ranger uh, IPA from New Belgium, and then we back that up with a Voodoo Ranger, Voodoo Ranger Juicy IPA. Whoa. So we'll go two for, two for with the New Belgiums. Is that one behind me? Yes, sir. <laughs> there you go. You miss the BCS right now, don't you? And the BCS just got it right up. Two teams. Do we even need more? Oh, do you miss the BCS? Is this the first? Is this no, the icebreaker? No, no, no. <laughs> we don't do icebreakers. Phone calls. We said in. there was no <laughs> icebreakers. No don't icebreakers. Don't you miss the BCS? They would have gotten it right this year. Um, first place I want to go. Looking at, there's been 28 CFP teams. 17 of the 28 CFP teams have had one loss. So as you look at it right now. What one loss team would you ship those chips in? Right, you're all in on this team. You're most confident in this team. They're not the best team. You know, you have to look at schedules, what they have coming up. Who are you most confident in making the CFP right now? And as you guys are thinking about it, I'll just throw out some of the one loss teams in our top 25 right now. But that is teams like Ohio State. I know mine right off the bat. Oklahoma. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> for, for all the crap they've been getting, that's right. still an undefeated right. team. We'll get to the okay. other undefeated. All right, I thought they haven't lost. They, they, they haven't lost. They, they haven't. Okay, okay, okay. But so schools like Ohio reset. State, Oregon, Arkansas, Notre Dame, Ole Miss, Auburn, Texas, Arizona State, North Carolina State, and an unranked Baylor team, I thought was worthy of getting in here for the conversation. So I. I know where I lean no, here. NC State? You're not going to give NC State some love? Yeah, there? NC State. Oh, you said NC State? Yep. Okay. Right okay. there after Arizona State. So NC State in that mix as well. It 
it's one of those situations that it does matter who is on your schedule with one loss because do you have that opportunity to play some teams that will build their resume sure. with one loss? Sure. Like we talked about Penn State in Iowa. The loser of that game isn't necessarily out because Iowa's going to get another shot in the Big Ten Championship game, right. most likely. Right. Penn State has some nice matchups still there. So those two teams, whoever ends this weekend with a loss in that game, still there because of you know they'll have a nice matchup. Well, that lends itself see? to the most obvious answer that we have here, right? I mean, that lends itself I'm, to the most obvious answer that we have I'm here. On, I'm on Ohio State. Yeah. I, I think it's yeah. that's the easy answer to this question, but I think it's the right answer because nice. the, if you got, first of all, the out-of-conference loss to Oregon, that doesn't kill you. The Big Ten is strong enough this year that the Big Ten champion is going to get into the playoff. You, you already know a Pac-12 champion uh, is, may not make it. ACC is probably not going to make it. And Big 12 has only got, you know, two chances, maybe maybe three teams that could possibly get in there. But whoever wins the Big Ten is getting in there. And the road is wide open for Ohio State. And the way they've played lately, albeit against you know, somewhat inferior opponents. It seems like they've straightened out a few issues. Their Rutgers defense, defense is playing getting a better. lot of praise from people. Yeah. Before this weekend. They played Michigan tough. Right. Yeah, everyone's like, well, this Rutgers team, they're starting to get there. Shiano knows what he's doing. He's had some good and then, recruiting. And then that's what they got. Ohio State's still here. Ohio State is still the leader of this conference. And you have to go through Ohio State in order to win it. So any of these teams, if you're talking about Iowa, if you're talking about Penn State, they have to beat Ohio State. They get one, both those teams will get one shot at Ohio State. And if they don't win that game, they're boxed out. And Ohio State's going to take the conference and, and take that trip. So really everything aligns for Ohio State. They're getting better. They're fixing problems. They're still elite. They're not in the same situation as like Clemson is. You know, oh, right. mm-hmm. they found their running back. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You have you found that thing that at the start of the year it wasn't Henderson being the main guy, but he clearly they have turned it over to him. Ohio State's already jumped Oregon. Like that game was just like a couple of weeks a ago. Couple it weeks didn't ago. take twelve weeks yeah. to jump them. They already Oregon they jumped not boxing them out. They jumped them without the last four weeks of the season. The last four weeks of the season, they're going to get the opportunity to play Penn State, who's sitting at number four right now. Uh, they're going to get the opportunity to play Michigan State, who's number 11 right now. And they're going to get the opportunity to play Michigan, who's number 9 right now. Now, obviously, some of those are going to change because some right. of these teams are going to lose. But then win all of those, and you're going to get the opportunity to almost certainly play Iowa, who really Iowa is, if Iowa plays well against Penn State this week, they stay in the top 10, and then they won't lose again. No, their the, schedules do the, do. the Big Ten West is bad, right? So they will go into the you know the Big Ten championship game as an eleven and one team, having lost a close game to Penn State. Let's say if they lose, so the the best thing that can happen to Ohio State this weekend, I think, is that if Penn State wins that game against Iowa, keeping that Penn State game a marquee game, knock them off the mantle, and then continue to mark, knock some other teams off the mantle. Ohio get- State didn't lose to a Big Ten team either their loss is an out-of-conference loss yeah and the, of those two marquee games you named Penn or three i'm sorry penn state michigan state and michigan you got two of the three at home so you got penn state and michigan state both at home and then, and then you got to go on the road last game of the season to play michigan who you've dominated 
and match up well against. So the the schedule is favorable. Is there anybody else other? So I'm with you guys. Ohio State makes complete sense, and we know ESPN loves Ohio State, so they do have that in their corner as well when they're looking at the CFP stuff. Texas. I mean, you gotta say you gotta say Texas. Texas is a darling. Right, so Texas is a they're way back at twenty one, like, and and that's fine though because they're going to get their chances too, and and, and a, a lot of you look at what's in front of them, and a lot of it is just going to be carnage. All of these teams, you know, the majority of these teams in front of them have to lose, just based on the fact that they either play Texas themselves or they play each other. So you're going to get just massive amounts of carnage in 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 the teams in front of them and texas is going to get an opportunity to play um obviously they're going to play oklahoma this week which is a marquee number six matchup but they're going to play uh number 12 oklahoma state next weekend they have Baylor, who's currently still undefeated, the weekend after that. Baylor, but, one loss. But yep. Baylor, if you're going to bring up Texas, Baylor has to be in the mix, too. Yeah, but they're way potential. far back. They're, way far, they're not even ranked right now, right. even though they're putting up their resume that they have. So, well, it's their know, potential for Baylor. Not their the current big, resume, but they get BYU, Texas, and Oklahoma still. I don't think they're gonna win those games. Well, they got BYU. On yes. This so, oh, yeah. Baylor. That's a nice. That's a nice get for Baylor we'll, to get BYU. We'll, we'll get to BYU in the next question, but just to jump on those the G5 Big stuff, it's interesting that those Baylor. You look stats. at their schedule and you project a what if. They still have that puncher's chance. Yeah. Because you could be looking at a top ten. Yeah. Two top ten teams with Oklahoma BYU when you play them, maybe even well, Texas. So just. And even Baylor, Baylor has that same what if as 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 Kentucky when you're looking at undefeated team. Oh, we're gonna get to the undefeated. Well, well, just you know, you know what I mean. Like Kentucky has that same has that same feel. Mm -hmm. And I, I, not to get into Kentucky at any length right now. Tune into last episode. But just to draw that analogy to what you're saying here, it's maybe not a team that you believe in per se. But there's a lot of what if there. And we talked about Kentucky a while ago and said, well, what if they just catch Florida? And then all of a sudden, what are you looking at with this team? They did. Um, yeah, I like Texas. That's uh, a good call. Out in the Pac-12, you still have to you still have to look at those teams. Because when you talk about the Pac-12 uh, in, in years past where they haven't had a team make it to the college football playoff and where they felt like they were out you know, early, and you said, well, they're not in. They, they, they lost. They had one loss. You know, the, the, the conference isn't that strong. You had Clemson, who was an automatic, and Ohio State, who felt like an automatic. Well, this year, you have Clemson. ACC was pretty much out completely. Big 12 is sort of on the precipice of that, you know, Texas beating Oklahoma. Yeah. The Texas win this weekend. And then oh. what are you looking at? Yeah. And Oregon has beat Ohio State. Yeah. If you get down to the end of this season and you're looking at 11-1 and or 12-1 and Oregon having won their conference and 12-1 and Ohio State having Ooh. won their conference, it is, to me, impossible to not have Oregon be the team that gets in. It's head-to-head on the road. They go to Ohio State. You can't name a guy 
on Ohio State's team who was injured and adversely affected that game to any great extent. In fact, if you're looking for injuries at guys who adversely affected that game by missing, Oregon. it belongs on the Oregon side yeah. of things. And so, no Joe Moorhead this week against Stanford. Yeah. So you had that, that was injury a huge in your loss. loss. That yeah. was huge. Huge loss. Yep. Huge loss. So, you know, Oregon yeah, has to be love there. Oregon has to be a team who is still right there, still has everything to play for, and nothing better could occur with Oregon than A, Baylor beating BYU because they want that to be out. They want that Arizona State, you know, they don't want anybody talking about how BYU is better than anybody in the in the Pac-12. And then they, they'd like to see Arizona State go undefeated for the rest of the season. I it, This is off the, the top of my head, but I do not believe that Oregon plays Arizona State during the regular season. So they have the opportunity to face an 11-1 Arizona State team in the Pac-12 championship as they are an 11-1 Pac-12 team undefeated as a Pac-12 team going into that game. But does be huge for them. Does BYU present a problem with all the Pac-12 teams that they've beaten? There right now, BYU is the Pac-12 conference champion. Certainly, certainly. If you're that's looking a at it, that's do a they box anyone out? And do they have the resume that's good enough? I mean, it really it let's trails off. Let's jump right to that contender pretender. That's where we're going next, right here. So let's start with BYU. We'll we'll jump to the number ten team, then we'll spiral back to a few of those before them. But let's start, Dave. You brought up BYU. Let's go with it. If you're looking at that team, are they for real? Is that going to be an actual discussion, you know, seven weeks from now? I I think it is just because if, if Arizona State keeps winning and if Arizona State wins the Pac-12 and then BYU wins out, I mean that's that's huge. That's a that's a big resume builder because Arizona State is will probably land within the top. You know, they could be a top five team maybe, but certainly within five to ten. So they got that win on their resume. Um, they BYU's beat Arizona. Great schedule coming up. Yeah, and I'm uh, looking at their schedule right now. I mean, BYU has they has, got Baylor. They got Boise. You know, Boise's lost some games, but they're a good team. Boise State's a weird two. BYU and three has team. USC, UVA still coming, right? Yeah. Yeah, like that's they've got the games there that aren't just what and, and Baylor. They they're gonna need Baylor to be a good team and beat a good Baylor team right. to help. Yeah. So yeah. If Baylor finishes second or third in the Big Twelve, then you beat the Pac and and the Arizona State thing plays out. You beat the Pac twelve champion and you beat the second best team yeah. or third best team in the Big Twelve. It's That's shocking. a good resume. It's shocking to me how BYU could even put together this schedule. I mean, it's it's it's, it's the benefit is, of being independent yeah, versus a group of five. It's amazing. It's better to be independent than group five. But you get avoided. But you get Cincinnati. A, yeah, like you get avoided in, in seasons past and and now. I mean, I would have loved to see last year's team play this schedule because I, I last year's team was better. Well, they had to build team. that schedule late, right? All their games got dropped for yep. BYU, then they had to yep. like yep. piecemeal yep. a schedule together. So, so that goes into my question. I got a little little kickback question on you. If would the G fives would they be smart to just go off on their own? And schedule something instead of doing like conference champions, play the best. Like we saw it last year when Coastal and BYU got together on like three days' notice and they said, We're going to play each other because we both need it. We need a resume builder. Why don't the G5 teams do that or even take it a step further and have their own like 14 playoff that they squeeze in? Yeah. 
before and your the final early. rankings because why come you, in there. If you're G5, why do you want the self-cannibalism? You want uh, you want G5 strength to play that P5 power and say, we want to beat them up, not beat each other up. But I think because you, it does I nothing think you need for me. it to get in it there. It does nothing for me. Like if I, if I go out and I beat up another dude that's 5'6", you're just going to go, well, he beat up a, a, another little dude. But if I go and pick a fight with a dude that's 6'2", you're going to be like, he's a bad man. You can't even line it up. You can't even line up that fight. So instead, like December 13th, instead of playing your conference championship, like let's say you're you're coastal, you need a marquee win. And who are you going to schedule? You try to get BYU. Try to get BYU again. Try to get, maybe Cincinnati doesn't want it because they already think they got the resume. But on normal years, you might need that extra win as a G5 team. Whose resume do you like? If we look at Cincinnati, I don't know how you can't go versus BYU. BYU. I don't BYU know how you can't go BYU over BYU. Cincinnati. I and mean, if you look at BYU at the end of the year, it could have wins over you. Well, they do have wins over Utah, Arizona State, and you brought up Baylor. Are they, you know, for real? Are they going to hang around near the top of that? Virginia and USC. And quick aside, who would have thought? I wouldn't have thought this weekend we would have picked top four games and spent time on LSU, Kentucky, and not Utah, USC before this season. Yeah. The fact that Utah, USC is irrelevant to our conversation, and we're breaking down Kentucky, LSU. Love college football. It's fantastic. But Cincinnati, (laughs) you're looking at Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame loses in Blacksburg this week, and that's going to, like, the back-to-back losses. Oh, that's that's going to shatter Cincinnati's dreams. So you look at SMU in Indiana – and Notre Dame, Cincinnati is hoping yeah. that those are your three versus what BYU has in front of them. Cincinnati, Cincinnati needed, Ugh. Cincinnati needed the strength of the AC, AAC from last year. In the Indiana from in last year, in a combination yeah. with Indiana from last year and Notre Dame from last year to be, you know, to have the schedule with the with the resume that they have and the weakness of the AAC. Indiana down as well as Notre Dame looking like, I mean, they're, the Indiana, Notre Dame seemed like a paper tiger sort of from the get-go. They, they didn't feel like, a, like an undefeated team going into this game, and, and they didn't feel real. And watching that game, you saw a flawed Notre Dame team and not a I'm blown away by Cincinnati team. You know, I, I was not floored by Cincinnati in that game. They didn't beat Ian Book in Notre Dame. No, they, they beat they, some other dudes. Cincinnati looked good. They looked good. And they clearly yeah. have the dudes. I mean, when you're yeah, talking about the guys, when you're talking about the guys in the side, like, I would love to see Cincinnati play BYU. Like, just scrap your AAC championship game yeah. and go play BYU. That that team's two That's and three in the AAC play each other in a extra yeah. game. To highlight and showcase those guys, and then take your two highest CFP ranked non-power five teams. Yeah. Just yes, one of those teams that's going to suck because you're going to lose that game, and you. But think about what you're playing what for. You, you could potentially get into the playoff. You need yeah. if you're Cincinnati. It's weird to say because they're fifth in the country right now. Cincinnati would need that game more than BYU does. Yeah. Yeah, you're fifth in their tenth, but Cincinnati. Would but be- they're fifth, and they're not. If they're fifth right now, they're not getting any higher. If you think about who they're playing, unless teams above them lose this week, it, they will. other teams They'll are going to jump because the three-four loser, unless it's like a you know yeah. one-point game, but briefly. But you're right because all of a sudden Oklahoma beats Texas, 
Oklahoma hammers yes. Texas, that jumps Cincinnati. Yep. And Ohio Notre State Dame stumbles. Is rolling, yes. slams Maryland. I think so. BYU could be in trouble this weekend, anyways. You know, their top two quarterbacks are shaky. They might be going on a freshman quarterback with Boise. And yes, Boise's two and three, but it's still Boise State, and they could yeah. they could catch BYU, which is why I want to have the conversation tonight. Because next week we're going, <laughs> oh, one lost BYU. Ah, Nobody cares? cares about them. Yeah. So they're other, terrible. You want to move on to That'll other, ruin the Pac 12, too. It will. That's true. Other contender pretenders for you here. So we brought up Cincinnati. What about Michigan? Michigan sitting here at number nine. We just heaped a bunch of praise on Ohio State. Is Michigan a contender? Just before we move on, for yeah, a, let's not for talk just a about quick Michigan, second. Yeah. For a quick second. For a quick <laughs> second, because I was interested in the question as to you know the rise of the G fives this year being five and uh, ten. Yeah. Uh, already in week six and i was curious as to what that looked like to last year last year cincinnati and byu also both undefeated teams were 11 and 15 so these teams are getting a lot more credit this year at this point in the season well a lot less undefeated teams this year though Right, right, because it's it, the chaos this yep. year. There, there, there are, and that's and it's that's part of it. And that's fair and to say. Cincinnati's bowl game, and that's fair to say. Also, right? Yeah. So they hung around in that bowl game, like they that. Was Both teams were behind zero and zero Ohio State at this point in the season. You know, for the <laughs> I forgot about that. That's true. So it's just it, it's it was just interesting to me to, to to think about you know these guys being this high this this early. So uh, we do, we digress. Go ahead uh, with so Michigan. Michigan. Where do we sit with Michigan? Is that, are they a contender for CFP right now? Do you look at I, this as a team you're buying Michigan? No, no, I, I don't. And the reason, part of the reason, if they were in the West, okay, if they're in the Big Ten West, I would say. They are the champions they, of the West. They got a fighter's chance. The fight zone. Because, you know, the, it's not a strong division. But the really, if division? you're looking at the East division, it's just such a hard division. And they're, I don't think they're good enough to run through that. Now, they might, you know, they could beat Michigan State. They may beat Penn State, and they may get lucky against Ohio State, but not, all three of those are not going to happen. Like because of the quarterback? Because they're one-dimensional. Yes. They're a running team. They don't have yeah. they don't have as dynamic of an offense that you would want. And the... It's an okay defense. It's it's an okay to good defense. It's not an elite defense. The thing about Oregon beating Ohio State at Ohio State, and I look at Michigan, is not that much different. Like when you look at the rosters and the quarterback position. But so I'm not. I'm with you too. I'm not yeah, buying but, Michigan because yeah. I, I mean think Oregon was like when you watch that, that game, it was more like spread running outside the tackles. Michigan is still. You know, yeah. running inside the tackles. Well, it's funny because I, 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 you could miss the beginning of this conversation and be curious as to whether or not you're talking about Michigan or Kentucky. Like these are the same pretenders to me. The, Michigan mm-hmm. is the Big Ten version of uh, of Kentucky. Even as, after as the far, Wisconsin, as game? far as a pretender, Wisconsin is just that. They're not very good. Their defense I, I mean, is. I, I, maybe, maybe not. I mean, oh, I listened to our episode last the, week. We said yes, they the, were. <laughs> that was coming from us. The <laughs> offense. The offense for was last week, Dan. The offense for Michigan is just. So, you know, they they are one dimensional. To your point, they cannot throw a forward pass. The defense is good, not great, not elite. Again, it just feels like I'm talking about Kentucky here. You know, and and who have they beat? Their wins are Western Michigan, Washington, Northern Illinois, Rutgers, and Wisconsin. 
Wisconsin is a nice win. That was a beatdown of a win. They beat down Wisconsin more than Notre Dame beat down Wisconsin. They beat down Wisconsin got, more than Penn State did. I've got a pretty nice feel. Yeah, but those were, I, I don't think, right, well, Notre Dame and games, Michigan, it was yeah. the same thing. Was, they were close games. and then turnovers. We're going to compare and, games. Right, right. But, uh, you know, I, I'm just taking a look at Michigan here, and this is a good team. I, I, I like what Harbaugh has done, but this is this is a pretender team that will lose twice before the end of the season. Same with Michigan State. If you just stay in Michigan, we say Michigan pretender. I'm with you. Yeah, I think they have the exact. I think they're very similar team, and they have the same exact problem. You need good quarterback play. They could beat one another, and that's at this point in the season. That's a good. That's a top ten win. Whoever wins that game, if they matched Mm -hmm. up right now, Mm -hmm. but I don't see either one of those teams beating Penn State and Ohio State. That's that's where I I struggle. Yeah. What about three group of five teams? Coastal, Wake Forest, and SMU. I like how you got Wake. <laughs> <laughs> I like what you did there. Um, ACC is a Power Five conference. You bite yeah. your tongue. I'm joking. Those are Let's those are all table. those are all pretenders. I like Wake Forest. I I, I do. I, I that's, but that that's like not Wake Forest this weekend. That's then? not a team. That's not a team that is. So you think they'll win this going weekend? to go through this their schedule? They lose this. Answer weekend the question at the Loud House. They lose this weekend at the Loud House. <laughs> Upset alert for Dino. After uh, what what did, what did Dave from Thornwood call him? The shredder, the shredder defense shredder. Is, yeah. is that is that, 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 that his name? Yeah. We'll work on the yeah. Yeah. Retreat. Retreat. Yeah. yeah, the contest winner. Yeah. I'm for... excited to meet him in person. Yeah, yeah. yeah. seems like I a nice guy. I went to Super with him, Dave. Great guy. Oh, you he's did. A great guy. That was the same day. Same day. Well, that's weird. Just a super nice guy. Yeah, he's a great yeah. guy. <laughs> All right, so any of the like SMU, that's a team that Cincinnati needs to not they, screw up because SMU's the last team left. They need SMU to go undefeated against everybody not named Cincinnati. And Coastal's just yeah. too far away. Cincinnati, Steve. They just don't have the strength of schedule to get there. That's no the problem. Like yeah. they last year, they needed to do that Hail Mary game yeah. against BYU, scheduled yeah. in three days' notice. They the Sun Belt isn't there. McCall's legit though. They, that kid's legit. Well, I mean, yeah. the they're, they're a good team. Nice, like, they've got a nice wide receiver. The Reese White kid is a good running back. They have good players, but it just sucks. The scheduling college football, they do it so far out. You're not able to like say if you're coastal last year. Go, we've got a squad. Like I would just cancel a game. I would just rip up the contract. But those teams won't play you. Like, pay the fine. <laughs> it stinks. And that, then schedule someone better. But it stinks that they won't. You schedule 10, 15 years out in college football. I think that's one of those things that's... Three days. Three, three days. days is all you need. They've that proven it. it. Some people have done a great thing in three days, right? There's a track record there. You give some people three days, they can do amazing things. You I, I don't schedule, know what you mean. I, that's unfortunate for you. I do, so I feel <laughs> confident in where I'm going. But if you look at Coastal, that would have been a great team. I'm glad somebody I'm right knows where you're head. going. <laughs> Dan was with me. If you look at Coastal... I'm not sure he was. <laughs> well, that's too bad. Enjoy hell, gentlemen. If you look at Coastal, uh, that would have been a cool team that you could have come into the season and said, hey, why don't you play this team? Why can't we schedule like the college basketball stuff where they just you know they throw together a tournament and you get to some cool matchups? They're stuck playing nobody. There's nobody on their schedule that you can point to and go, look at this one. Oh, they went to UB. Nice. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. You could have nice. picked anybody whoa. else on that schedule. Whoa. I had to get you guys back in here. Whoa, whoa, whoa. 
SUNY Geneseo. <laughs> How's that? my safety team? school. Hey, How's haven't lost a game. Team? Haven't <laughs> lost a game in a lost. long time. Never <laughs> lost. Never lost. Is there are there any other teams that that you're sitting there going, you know, this is a team that has a chance to make the college football playoff out of that back end undefeated group? I mean, are you aren't we still looking at? Um, is is Oklahoma State still sitting there undefeated? I mean, is that a team that is a contender or a pretender? I mean, it, 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 do do you like them? Hate them? Like Spencer Sanders? I I don't trust the kid. I, it, it, again, it comes down to quarterback play for some of these teams that are contenders or pretenders. Oklahoma State is that a contender or pretender? I'd go pretender with them. Pretender. I like Spencer Sanders, though. As a college quarterback, yeah. I do like him. They found that running game. But Warren seems to be yeah. uh, a fantastic running back for them. But They've got a better running game than, yeah. than passing game. Yeah. But they, I, I still want to see them play a, a strength of schedule right now. I'm not super impressed with. I want to see them play against the big boys. I want to see him play against Oklahoma, Texas. I wonder if Boise should get our attention most years. Because yeah. you would expect Boise to be like an 11-1 team winning their conference at the end of the yeah. year. You don't get that vibe right now yeah. from Boise. But Boise's played a legit yeah, schedule. He's had a hard schedule, yeah. yeah. They played at UCF when UCF still had Dylan Gabriel. And that playing. came right down to the end. That came right down to the end. Uh, Oklahoma State came right down to the end. Is there anybody in this group at the top... You know, you talk about contender and pretender, and a lot of times we say, you know, well, BYU, Michigan State, Oklahoma State. Is there anybody at that top that's a pretender? Alabama, Georgia, Iowa, Penn State, Cincinnati, Oklahoma, Ohio State. You know, like that that group right there. Let's just stop at Oklahoma yeah. because all those guys are undefeated. Is anybody in that group a contender? I would say if, I'm, if I had to pick two that I would be most worried about not being the real deal – it would it probably be Iowa because we talked about their what they have been doing to win games and and what they've had to do on defense to win games and and how uh, unimpressive their offense has been. So Iowa would be on that list for me, and then I would put Oklahoma on that list too because they have not played real great competition and they have just barely gotten by every team they played. So you know they're playing with fire a lot. That's going to bite them. And I could see him slipping up once or twice pretty easily, and then being, and that's all it would take. Even one loss in the Big Twelve, it's that could be it. But Iowa that, has to be the team because the quarterback out of those teams, yeah, the last pick. You're picking quarterbacks out of those six. There's no debate who is the sixth pick out of right. the quarterback position. That's yeah. Iowa's guy. Right. It's such an important position in football that. That's an easy grab for me, the one team I'd look at as a pretender. What if it was that, uh, what about Stetson that, Bennett? What about that one you shot? You still take... Uh, i take Stetson yeah, Bennett over, still over Petrus. Him. What about that one shot? That's not great. We talk about Oklahoma being a potential you know, pretender because of the, the, the teams left on their schedule that they could lose to, but what about that one shot between Cincinnati and Oklahoma? You know, Cincinnati is, is at this point... I don't think they can be proven a pretender because they're just not going to play anybody else the rest of the season but for SMU and then maybe SMU again, I guess. But what about that one shot, Oklahoma-Cincinnati? They play neutral field next week. Who you got? I'm leaning Oklahoma. But if they're in the playoff, I don't think Cincinnati is a be- – like you have those four teams that make the playoff. I'm okay with Cincinnati being in there. Yeah. So I, I take- look at them as a contender because they're not like some team that's going to get run out of the building yeah. by – 
really anybody. I, everybody might get smoked by Alabama and Georgia, but they're right there with yeah. a team like Oklahoma or Penn State. Yeah. There's not a huge gap at all there. I think, I, that's I the think thing Cincinnati that is actually Cincinnati. favored on a neutral field yeah. in that matchup. I, just, just all around, yeah. they're a more consistent team offensively and defensively than Oklahoma. And I think to your point, that's the thing that, that's the thing that sucks about Cincinnati this year is that it's so top-heavy with that 1-2 team that whoever gets in 3-4 – you know, it is there's a fair likelihood that they get smoked by that and Georgia. Why even have four teams? You know? Alabama team, but that, don't you miss the BCS? Just miss the BCS. But I don't feel like they're headed. But in that nobody's direction. gonna talk. Nobody's like gonna going talk in the opposite direction. Yeah. Nobody's gonna talk about number three. You know, uh, Iowa getting smoked by Georgia, but everybody's gonna talk about how Cincinnati didn't belong if they get smoked by. I Alabama. take Cincinnati over Iowa, neutral field. I would too. Yeah, I would Probably, too. Des, yeah. Desmond Ritter is a nice veteran quarterback. Yeah, you know, so I I've got them squarely as a contender for the CFP. I don't Absolutely. Know, I don't know that I have them as a contender for the national championship. It's gonna be a weird resume debate when you get down to it. If some if if BYU wins out, if you see Oregon yeah. and Ohio State sitting there, one of those with one loss, yeah. and then you have Cincinnati just. Uh, the schedule hurts yeah. them. Oh, Oregon, Oregon are huge Ohio State fans. I've got they Cincinnati. They need Ohio State yeah. to win the Big Ten. I've got yeah. Cincinnati over BYU if they play as well. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. Okay. Heisman. We Cincinnati Steve Heisman. is happy with that, the way that Steve's. conversation went. Yeah. yeah, he's happy. He's happy. He wrote the script Cincinnati for Steve. that conversation. As we're discussing resumes and all that, briefly before we get into the Heisman conversation, we have a, our Big Ten guy here. We'll call Dan, you're our SEC guy, right? I am an SEC. He's the Mac guy. He's the Mac guy. We're doing an SEC episode, right? So you're you're yeah. our SEC expert. I do you're love the SEC. Dan Feinbaum over there. <laughs> Hot take Feinbaum. Just call me a short bald guy. <laughs> uh, you're halfway there. <laughs> <laughs> there. Thinning. Thinning. Right now, the Big Ten has five of the top eleven teams in your AP rankings. If you had to take the top five from the Big Ten, top five from the SEC. Oh, one plays one, two versus two, three versus three, four. No, versus just give four, me the five. five you like as a whole, holistically speaking. What group of five do you like better? Dave, run us down the five from each. Oh, oh, I thought we were doing matchups. Oh, you can head to head one versus one, oh, two versus that. two. That's fun. I think I like that's that. the best way to do it. Then okay. Let's do it. Okay, so. so here, here's how it would work out. Uh, Best team in the Big Ten would be Iowa at three. They would be matched up against number one, Alabama. Alabama wins. Don't you think Iowa's the third best team in the Big Ten? We're just going by AP right oh. now. Okay. We can't just freelance how we want these games to, to line up. Because <laughs> you put yeah, Ohio State right. up You're right. Bama. Still Bama. I think you like Still Ohio Bama. I think you like Ohio State chilling Sneak back there. Away. Yeah. 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 You gotta right. get the W. That's like the the uh, the ACC Big Twelve challenge. Right. You're like in, in hoops. You're like Scuba oh, win sweet. over Minnesota yeah. and Ricky Patino Jr. Yeah, exactly. Ricky. Exactly. You're Rick. All right. So <laughs> game two. About it. Number four, Penn State. Against number two Georgia, two nothing SEC. Yeah, <laughs> two nothing. I mean, that, and and we talked about in the in the green room leading up to this show. Um, <laughs> if you took, you could take Bama and Georgia, and then pick any two teams from any conference anywhere, and you'd still take Bama and Georgia and win those games, right? Yeah. So that's unfair. That's I mean, they're gonna win those games no matter who they're playing. Next game, 
Number seven, Ohio State versus number th- 13, Arkansas. You got to go Ohio State on yeah. that one. So two to one. Two to one. Your boy Stroud. Two to one. Back. Nice. Come on back. Next, next Your line boy up, Stroud. Number nine, Michigan against number 16, Kentucky. Stoop Cats. Oh, the Stoop Cats. Michigan, Kentucky? Uh, it's like, it's like this. New Year's Six written all yeah. over it, and I'm not watching a second of it. Oof. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> that's. that's uh, Geez, where are they playing? Neutral? That's neutral? an Outback yeah, Bowl matchup for sure. It is. Yeah, it 11 a.m. News Day start time. With a hanger. <laughs> I, like, I, like, I like Michigan. I like I take Bloody Michigan. Mary. <laughs> Who are they playing? Kentucky? Kentucky. Yeah, Michigan. I guess I'll go Michigan just to, just to make the last question more. Uh, so then more, this is the tiebreaker. Both one. of their brothers just coach the games instead in that one? Yeah. Oh, that would be a better yeah. matchup. John versus Bob. Yeah, Ravens versus uh, yeah John Stoops the Big such Noon a coach. <laughs> <laughs> the Big Noon team. John, and then John last Stoops, one. Such a good Wait, coach. who did Stoops replace? It was Urban Meyer. He replaced on Big Noon, right? What's he been doing? Uh, I don't know. I think Urban he was Meyer. working on the headline with the quarterback Meyer. center exchange. Okay. Um, yeah. So Michigan State number eleven, Michigan State against number seventeen, Ole Miss to round it. out the Big Ten SEC challenge. Oh, 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 hold on, can't, can't we just can't we just sit on the the Urban Meyer question? Uh, she uh, did sit on. He Urban was. Meyer. That was a problem. Urban Meyer. I beat you to it. He had to sit on. Somebody asked. Ball. Somebody asked the question though during the text message trade, like, does that video get out if he's the coach of Ohio State? And it's a lock that it doesn't, right? No, I mean, that just, whoever just, releases that video would be killed. Yeah, shut it down. Yeah. Shut it down. And nobody no from re- Jacksonville yeah. trying to nobody kill that person who released yeah. the video. Yeah. They're actually thanking him. So, yeah. last like, one. We got what do we out. think? We got a contractual out. Michigan State with a powerful, dominant run game against Ole Miss with an aerial attack. Who do you like in that one? You know who I like. I, like I'm practically from Oxford. I'm such a homer. <laughs> <laughs> I like that Ole Miss offense. I was actually shocked to see what happened last weekend uh, against Alabama. It's it, the the Lane Kiffin or or the the assistant coaches versus Saban seems like a real hex because these you know watching that game last week they feel like they go outside of their comfort zone and try doing stuff that are out of the ordinary to win ball games against a guy who they feel like is an unwinnable ball game and they just they they go against what they're accustomed or used to doing and that's like they're overthinking it, 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 it Saban's in their yeah, head 100%. well Saban thinks he I'm gonna to do be. this he knows I'm gonna do this so yeah. I gotta do this 100% so it, they're doing this other thing that they're not even good at yeah that game totally felt like that last weekend but I I, I do like that old mess Saban is not coaching uh Michigan State last I checked although Mel Tucker at one point he is did. waiting for my uh apology letter yes but I'm waiting for Mr. Hennigan like, over here so there's just old Miss a lot going on this weekend. What do you got there? Uh, yeah. I got Ole Miss beating Michigan State. Ole Miss, Arkansas. I like Ole Miss to beat Arkansas. Me too. I think Ole Miss, like you just made a great point, Ole Miss gets back to doing what they do. Mm-hmm. I think Ole Miss beats yeah. Arkansas. Coral's the real well, deal. Well, actually, that I think, is, is to Jefferson put this way. Hurt too? Is, is Jefferson hurt? Like, how hurt was Jefferson in that game? I think he's playing. But he's I playing. Playing. Otherwise. But I think the way Arkansas is and the way Michigan State, kind of similar teams. Yeah. So I would say whoever wins that game, 
would win this Michigan oh, so State we'll get back Big to Ten. This. this game, the Ole Miss that will decide Arkansas it. game. Arkansas is no, Michigan State. Okay. You just flip them out. It doesn't okay. matter. That's just change your shirt. Now this weekend. Okay. Yeah, we got to right. watch. I it. love that. Great point. Right. Yep. Good. I'm, I'm watching that. So game now. we'll just say Arkansas, Ole Miss. Yeah. All right. We'll decide it. Tune in. He wrote it down in pen. Who's Michigan playing? Who's Michigan playing in that? Kentucky Stoop Cats. Oh, okay, so we're gonna we're gonna just uh, put in Nebraska for that one. <laughs> I think Michigan that could be dicey. That's our when we I think that our could retreat, get that's our dicey. Saturday night game, and I like that. It Michigan could get at dicey. Nebraska is a cool eight. Is that a Fox? ABC, I think that's okay. their. Okay. That's the ABC. We can do that. That's like a preseason. They we can do that. Slot do a lot we of get, early Do we games. get ABC at the retreat? Oh yeah. We and get just ABC for people, retreat, it's just right? so you know, if you're if you're entering into the raffle next year to get invited to the retreat. It's only primetime games. It's basic cable. Basic cable. Antenna. Oh, it's, so it's that's why. Ears. Yeah, that's funny. Our phones don't work. Like, we are cut off. Off the yeah. grid. Off the grid. You are really barely looking live. It's raw. It's raw. And it's, but it's great. It's great. It's fantastic. The it's retreat good. is good. The where, where are we going next, Tenny? The last thing I wanted Loving to just hear this. from you all was the Heisman oh, this is conversation. It? Wait, the last thing? Don't we right, have like seven more, more things? Just, all right, I can okay. come up with something. All right. The Heisman conversation <laughs> is interesting. There isn't someone, in my opinion, that has taken over college football this year. You have seen it with Joe Burrow. The, the Alabama guys last year, we were you're debating. Just being, you're just being humble about the two-drink minimum not taking over college football this year. But go ahead. Hey, go I'm ahead. the most humble person you'll ever meet. I tell everybody, I'm super humble, super modest. I tell anybody who will listen. I, I, I just am both of those things. Just ask me about it. I will tell you. Super modest, super humble. Uh, but Ugly and effective. Ugly yes. and effective. Yes. Yes. Which and was modest. not effective last year. <laughs> no. No, it was. <laughs> ugly. Oh! Was, no, it was. There was a third one, too. It was ugly, effective, and there was a third one in there. We're going to have to go back and play yeah, the tape. Play the tape. Play the yeah. tapes back. Roll the tape. Hope it was methodical. Yeah. Well, where are you with the Heisman conversation? So, if in college football, Dave, you brought up a good point Spencer about Spencer Petrie. Done. Okay. So, you like the Iowa quarterback. <laughs> I like that. Good value there. Great value there. Yeah. Good value. Where... Last year was Najee, Devontae Smith. Those two guys were freaks last year from the beginning. Then you had players like Joe Burrow. We have seen the bar set, the Oklahoma quarterbacks. Yeah. Heisman has reached a certain level of expectation that I don't really see anybody really hitting right now. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because we we're sitting here and we're talking about Alabama and Georgia, Alabama and Georgia, Alabama and Georgia. These are the two top teams. These are the guys. These are the guys. Georgia doesn't have a guy in the conversation even as they flip-flop back and forth with their quarterbacks and they sort of have a running back by committee. Defense, you know, no defensive guy has kind of been in there in a while. You need preseason Alabama, hype. Alabama's obviously got up. Alabama's obviously got young. You know, they've obviously got Bryce Young in there. He's who, the favorite right now, right? Who, yep. I, I think he's the favorite right he now. Plus 125. Because of this so, so he is right there. But then you start walking down the line. Iowa, they don't have a guy. Penn State, Dotson should be a guy. I mean, he should be a guy that's considered. But he's not really in there. So these top teams are these teams that are sort of winning by this the sum of all parts, right? So it's not only a weird year and that's sort of the best players that you expected to be there and Ugalali and Spencer Rattler and some of those guys aren't having the best seasons, but it's also a weird season and the teams at the top 
are more sum-of-all-parts type teams rather than teams that have a guy. And my worst fear is that this is going to come down to, and I don't want this to come across as negative towards this Bryce Young. This is your Young worst fear. Because, right. hey, yeah, my worst possible fear, okay, is a Heisman Minus Trophy. Snakes. Yeah, because you're... And the dark. We won't get into you. And the dark. You're ineffective. You are um, scared of the dark. Yeah. That's right. But if, if it just... go back to a shed. If Bryce Young just kind of plugs along during this season <laughs> and, and goes through and has the same performance, which is good to really good, but nothing like exceptional or historic, Not and burrow. Alabama keeps dominating, and they just, they're like, well, I don't know. Let's just kind of give it to Bryce Young. That that would be such a letdown. For Do we me. have to give the Heisman every year? Uh, it should be like the Hall they of Fame, where just back. people don't get right. in. Do you have to be a certain level of performance, get a certain number of votes to win the Heisman? If you don't get, yeah. like you said, the, the Hall of Fame, there's like prerequisites that you got to meet. Yeah, I'm sorry, you didn't. Nobody like they right. do that with the Hall of Fame. Yeah, no, nobody's up this year. No one was no worthy. Up. The Heisman is so good. Right, yes. you have to be an exceptional player. That you are worthy of winning the Heisman and being in pre- the commercials are good. Baker Mayfield yeah. is outstanding in commercials. He is won- great in commercials. He's really good in commercials. He's great. Oh yeah. You know? He's a lot better than that uh, Aaron Rodgers guy. If we're comparing uh, quarterbacks and commercials, oh yeah. Give me Baker Mayfield. Uh, ten times. Yeah. Ten to one. When do we get the the DJ Fanville commercials? Remember he gets signed a deal. Yeah. That he was gonna be. Oh, we got Rodgers. one. <laughs> Where are those? We got one. They bailed on it. Yeah. They got one. They, yeah, they got fired. It's too bad that they, it's too bad that Jake Hayner lost last week because if he could have just run through the rest of his season, you know, going undefeated. I mean, obviously they lost to Oregon just barely, and then they run the table as this Group Five team. I mean, his stats are are ridiculous. He's first in NCAA in passing, and at Jake Hayner for you know people who aren't. Avid yeah, college Googling football Jake fans. Yeah. <laughs> is it 45 minutes into this episode? They're not listening to the show. <laughs> probably an avid. So, I mean, Jake Hayner's got it, it, the dude's rocking. He's over 2,000 yeah. yards. Ineffective. Are you ugly and ineffective? Yeah, there's a hole in the can. Yeah. I'm sure that's there's, the problem. There's no hole in the can. There. Rick. Uh, how do you get beer out then? Yeah. Idiots. <laughs> Jake Hayner's got uh, 2,200 yards passing, uh, good for first in the country. 18 touchdowns, good for third in the country. Uh, he has thrown six INTs, which is going to knock him down. He does play for a team that's, you know, uh, again, it's Fresno State. But, you know, this might be no the chance. year. No chance. No chance. This might be the year where you start looking at a guy like that. Jalen Hall, if he hadn't got hurt, uh, could have been in that Kenny conversation. Kenny Pickett. You know, Kenny Pickett's got ridiculous numbers. Desmond Ritter might be that, like, lifetime achievement award type guy. He needed a better game against Notre Dame. He did get a better game mix, against you know? Notre Dame. Yeah. But, you know, it, it, it can B. John Robinson get yes. the Yes, B. John Robinson, if you're looking at value, I don't know where he, he's probably not far he's down the list. He's at plus 3,000. He's going to be like gap. the sixth favorite. So if there's a guy right now that I'm looking at, I can get great value. Is Spencer Rattler like slightly ahead of him? Or they yeah, he's fourth. So those are two dudes who have a game this weekend that could vault them into second place, maybe first place. But they're going like, to go the best quarterback or they can go the top player on the top team at the end of the day, I guess. But Bijan and Spencer Rattler are two dudes that have an opportunity this weekend that next week we're saying that's your Heisman favorite if they can blow up and win a game for their team. They're both capable yeah. of doing that. Yeah. I mean, you know who's a guy who's right in there 
who, uh, you know, I don't know where he's at with some of these numbers that you guys are looking at, but a guy who I've sort of picked on uh, for being less than impressive, but he was still putting up those huge numbers because he's throwing seven-yard passes that people take for 85 yards to sort of inflate the numbers that he Trevor has. Trevor Lawrence. And then and then you come and then you come into this this, this last month of the season where he's going to get a chance to prove himself Michigan State, Michigan, Penn State. A guy like CJ Stroud it is all still there for him to go 11 and 1, chuck the ball around to those wide receivers, Trayvon Henderson, let them do their thing. His numbers are already good. Oh, yeah. You know, the eyeball test for CJ Stroud says that he's missing receivers badly in some of the early season games. But so did Spencer Rattler last season, and and, and, and they lost twice, and it was sort of over quickly. But if you gave the Heisman for the last six weeks of the season last year, Spencer Rattler would have been right there. Yeah. That's a good point. CJ Stroud. CJ Stroud, number three in odds, by the Ooh, way. He's yeah. still way up there. I mean, he's got he's against Rutgers, he was he's got so good. Yeah, I mean he's got great numbers. And if he improves uh, on some of those things that, that have gone wrong for him, he's a guy that is that certainly could stick his nose right in there. Because you look at it and they're number seven, they're gonna get a chance to play two of the teams in front of them. Yeah. Who definitely do not have a Heisman candidate on their team. Well, I, well, Dodson. Dodson. I, I wouldn't He's be surprised. He's not going to up the numbers like Devontae Smith did, though. No. The wide receiver, it was like, it had been forever. We talked about last Danny year for Dodson a wide receiver. Devontae Smith had to do incredible things to yeah, climb up Well, there. that offense was just so, they're putting up 50 points a game and that, and and so even when you are spreading it out, everybody you're still getting yours. Yeah. And so he's still getting two, everybody eats. three touchdowns yeah, a game. He's over a hundred yards every game. Penn State's offense isn't as good, even though Dotson I think is yeah. in that category of wide receiver being yeah. you know absolutely. special. Right. Oh yeah. As far as affecting the game, absolutely. Yes. I don't know that there's that many players in college football that affect the game more for their individual team than Dotson. Oh, if they lost Dotson, yeah. They'd be hurting. Like, if Alabama lost Mechie, they'd be like, they probably have dudes, and they have yeah. running backs, yeah. and they're going to be yeah. okay. Penn State needs If Dotson Johnson. pulls a hammy warming up yep. Saturday night, like, oh, it's Penn State trouble. is in yeah. a trouble. lot yeah. of trouble. That's yeah. how Texas would be John Robinson. Is. Texas would be John Robinson, right. I think, is the same is the same thing. I and, and I'm not – I don't think you can write off in a weird year like this – I don't think you can write off Matt Coral either. That's a great point. He's yeah. he's he's gonna get other although that hurt. I mean, he had an opportunity to really showcase something, and he laid an egg. They did, you know. He did, he did, but it, that it, hurts. But he, it's the SEC. Wasn't it like forty-two to seven at one point. It's the SEC, and you have the opportunity. Wasn't good. It's the SEC, and you have the opportunity to continue to sh- have have. Show me games. Yeah, but what what's oh what are Ole Miss's show me games moving forward? Yeah, because a lot of people after that they're A&M checked out. Is n- A&M were like, yeah. now yeah. Arkansas. Like, what does Ole Miss have? Yeah. Auburn, you probably Auburn Auburn's gonna, if Auburn home. lose, Auburn's gonna get pummeled this weekend. Thing, what is Ole Miss's strange, show me game? The, here's this? the thing that's strange though about about Matt Coral laying an egg in that game. I mean, he goes 
21 for 29 for 213 yards and a touchdown, no INTs. It was It average. wasn't really Coral that laid an egg in that game. We talked about the fact that they tried to just go way off of the game plan with all of this, you know, all this running and, and, and not pitching the ball all over the field. I mean, when's the last time Matt Corals had 29 passing attempts? There wasn't another dude that came in for mop-up duty. Yeah, but so the only... He had 29 attempts. This dude usually has 50, and he's yeah. sitting on the bench in the third quarter. Right, but the only problem is that you're going up against a guy on the other sideline that is ahead of you in the Heisman odds. So... Head to head, I know Heisman voters yeah. are going to oh. look at that at the end of the season. They're going to oh, be yeah, like, "Well, right. when did these two guys play each other?" Oh, yeah, I'm How giving you it to Bryce Young. And you're not going. Brian Robinson is the dude. Is the one. Yeah. Uh, you watch that game, and that would be the guy. We love quarterbacks, and I get it with the Heisman Trophy, but Brian Robinson was a man in that game, and it took three, four, five Ole Miss defenders to take him down. He was fantastic in that game, and afterwards, it's like, oh. It's got to be the quarterback. Yeah. And what did Bryce Young throw for it? Two something like two forty one and two touchdowns. But Brian so, Robinson I mean, he was, to not... me was the best player. But I th- I just game. worry about Heisman voters oversimplifying it. We should get a vote. And then yeah. they just instead of really digging into the stats and looking at the numbers, yeah. they're like, well, hey, head to head. I just look at the head to head competition and yeah. the other quarterback, you know, dominated yeah. his team dominated Is that Alabama- game. So I feel good about. Voting for Bryce is Young. Alabama worse if they take Bryce Young off their team and put Matt Coral on their team? Uh, no, I mean, I don't no. I was thinking about that with Jaden uh, Daniels though. Here's so. a dark horse to throw at you with Jaden Daniels. If Jaden Daniels is on Ole Miss, if Jaden Daniels is on Alabama, I think he's a super talented quarterback. Oh, he's good. Yeah. Right, so he's look great. at we that. We talked kid. about it last week. So that is a kid who we won't care about now because of where he plays and when they play a lot of their games, unfortunately. But Jaden Daniels is uber talented. I thought it, even DTR looked great in that game. He did. That, and their receivers, the UCLA receivers suck. Yeah. I mean, they were not helping him out at all. And, and that was a game. I mean, for it was the two first good quarterbacks. Two and a half game. quarters, it was back and forth, yeah. and the Arizona State pulled away. But Jaden yeah. Daniels, if he plays on the East Coast, he's like, a superstar. He's a conversation. He's way up this what, list. Is he even in that list? Like, yeah, oh, yeah. He's got he's plus 8,000. I think yeah, he's the 13th favorite. Yeah, I mean, he's absolutely a conversation. He's he's a special talent, runs, you know, can beat you with his legs, can beat you with the arm. I, I mean, he's he's fantastic. We should and, give out an award. And they're like, going, I think we need to. Like, you know how UCF claims a championship because one person put them as a national championship? Yeah. They have, like, random, you're an All-American because of this publication. Yeah. I think two drink minimum needs to give out their player of the year award and we ship it to the school. You know, yes. I think we make it formal because anybody loves a little pat on the back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can, so we can I make a trophy. We, so they can talk about the Heisman voters all they want. But yeah. we're going to have a conversation about the yeah. two drink minimum like, player like the of the Herbie year. Awards. Yeah, we're yeah. going to give you yes. the Reisman trophy. Right. <laughs> but if you're. I think if you could find a way to bet, like, yeah, you know how they bet, trophy, they right. bet horses to win, place, or show. I think betting Kenneth Walker to show, as in actually show up in New York City. Here. Yes. Love it. Oh. Because they're going to be looking for it. If you look at the list of favorites, I've got the top 14 in front of me, and just a quick scan, almost nine of them are quarterbacks. I, I think they're looking for a how running back to... almost nine of them quarterbacks? I'm just wondering... 
You go, I got the list of 14. Almost nine of them are quarterbacks. Not sure. Some yeah, nine of between. 14. I'm almost nine, I guess should say. On the almost, I'm talking about the number. But the almost. Not okay. the position uh, okay. they play. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, I'm just, Come on, I'm just chugging. I'm just chugging. Come I'm on. just chugging. So I think they want a running back there was like on a the Lynn stage Bowden in there, to, to go there. Yeah. And um, and he, I think he's probably going to have the best stats in terms of rushing yards. He's got to be there right now. And he should continue that production. So no Bailey Zappi in this yeah. conversation. Little, it, it'll be a, it'll be a battle between him and Bijan yeah. as to who Billy Zappi. You know, like how many they lead the country in like the kid passing yards a game. His how good again. was he last year? Right. He, he's he's fantastic. He is going to win several arena Walker's, league football like that's championships. The Kenneth Walker thing is interesting. At the running back position, they're going to get our running back there. Yeah, If Bijan does not have a monster game, if Oklahoma bottles him up, it's over for him. Or Henderson, Trayvon Henderson could be the other. Yeah, he's coming from way back there. But Dan, you mentioned Stroud and those wide receivers. That's going to be a throw the ball team. Yeah, is what I look like. That, yeah. that kid is super talented, but for running back yeah. position and. So you I, like that bet, Walker to show? I think I, I, Bijan... think, I just look at why isn't Brian Robinson getting no love. An Alabama running back is usually in the conversation. That's part of the Heisman rules. How much, I haven't looked at the splits, but how much is he sharing carries? Oh, yeah, they're sharing it a lot. That's the problem with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, share, is now out, they so. share carries, and, and Brian Robinson isn't a very cool name. No, he's not. Bijan, especially B, when they got Bijan Robinson. Bijan. Yeah. Bijan Robinson. KW3. I mean, they, they sound like cool a names. boring white that's guy. That's a lazy nickname, though. When you do the letters like that, and the, you know, I think that's, we can do better. We can come up with a better name for Kenneth Walker. K-Walk. All right. You're still, because RG3 and the flame out in yeah. Washington, you're still mad about that, aren't you? I'm just mad the yeah. Shanahan's took Kirk Cousins in the fourth <laughs> round. Are you going to go all in on the quarterback or not? And Chase Young is a bust. Chase Young is a bust. And then you're up. I don't even understand <laughs> the conversation of Chase Young is a bust. He is not a bust. Do you watch him? Yeah. yeah. In one game? Did you watch him last year? Oof. I just... If you are going to be the number two overall pick, you need a to foam. you need to take over games. Chase, I'm not doing that. That whole D line, what about worst D line of all in the time. history of the NFL? The what about NFL, if you're the number two pick? He can't win a one on one battle, Chase Young. What about if you're the number two pick in the draft? Right, like Chase Young was. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what is, isn't that what he said? Yeah, he said. I thought he said number one. Oh, he said number two overall. overall pick. Oh, I thought he said if you're the number one pick overall. Well, he was the Redskins' number one pick that year. Um, uh, oh, football can we team. That? Football team. Can we believe that? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, back to Chase Young, the defensive line in Washington. <laughs> the worst collection of talent we've ever seen. Right? The most underperforming talent. Yeah. Because there's talent. But. What are they doing? I don't know. Anyways. This is devolved into a... Heineke, but who do you got? Bills, Heineke. Chiefs. Bills, WSC. Chiefs. Bills, Chiefs. Who you got? Sunday who night. Taking? Sunday night. All right, let's do a little NFL right now. Who you taking? What, Just a second. What do you guys got? What do you guys got? What's the spread on it? I thought you... Can you look that up real quick? Yeah. I'll look that the, up. Are these, the two best, like. are these the two best quarterbacks in the NFL right now? Oh. Oh, man. What about that kid out of the Chargers? Yeah, Herbert's he great. Herbert's great. He's playing really well. Yeah. Love what I he's love, doing. I love watching like guys that we watch all for season on season. And you and I questioned the hate that Je- that Justin Herbert got at Oregon. 
You know, you look at the skill set and you just, why are they heaping hate on this kid? That mm-hmm. skill set is great. He's playing in that Oregon offense that does not really show what this kid has and what this kid can do. And he, they, you know, they talked about his leadership, whether or not he's aloof and all of this different crap with that kid. I didn't get it. I didn't understand it with Justin Herbert. And I'm so glad to see him ball out and just Pretty shut well. up the haters. Because there are people that were just talking out of hate, the hate, talking hate, out hate. of the wrong 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 side opening wrong orifice, in their yeah. body about him and and everything that you saw in college that kid was that, that kid was going to be special. I'm line. getting there. Sorry, the dial up. Yeah, what are Chiefs, three-point favorite at home. Wow. That's that's talking a lot about the Bills to, you know, they're only three-point underdogs on the road at KC. Yeah, but I don't know because uh, I'll tell you what, the the Arrowhead Addict has predicted a 38-31 Chiefs victory. So, I mean. It's a good shot. Well, what do you do? I mean, that's objective reporting. Yeah, you got some of them 17 grams from Charles Thompson. Yeah, he's a cocaine cowboy. <laughs> if, you didn't, if you don't know the Charles Thompson story, nice. tune into the last episode where we talk about the Red River rivalry. I'll take Buffalo. I like Buffalo too. Yeah. Kansas City, they lose at Arizona maybe. or No, they lost to Herbert. Herbert beat them two weeks ago. They've lost two games. So, I mean, Herbert and the Chargers team was able to beat them. I'll take Buffalo on the road plus three. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Dave? Buffalo, all the way. Give me the Bills. Close. Give me the Bills. Josh Allen. Give me the Bills. That Sanders defense, and Diggs. Uh, uh, both offenses are stacked, but the defense, the defense for the Bills is better than the KC defense. That's really where the big difference in this game is. Yeah. And they're better than when they faced them in the AFC Championship game last year. I think 100%. the defense is playing a lot better this year. 100%. Espinenza is one year older. They bring in Rousseau. They bring in Basham. Basham finally, gets some, well. Basham finally gets some playing time. Yeah, a little PT, Boogie. Yep. And he, uh, he produced last week. I've lived for so long just being like not paying attention to some Bills games or quickly tuning out because they're getting crushed or blown out. And to have it happen like this year where I, I go to watch, I go out, I was busy running around doing some stuff on Sunday. I'll pick up the second half of that Texans game. It was already that. No. Like I checked the score, yeah. I'm like, I'm not even gonna watch. I, I can't even. Yeah. It's over. It's over, Johnny. Yeah. It's must see TV. We're living in me. a I, different I'm, world. I'm, I'm still. It's I'm on. All but in I'm like just not college football. Sitting on the couch. College football. I am like locked. I'm watching all day long. NFL football. I watch the Bills game, and that's. You know, I, eh, maybe if I'm doing some work, sitting on the couch, some of the other games, but the Bills game is still a lock for me. I have a trivia question for you. Who has more sacks this year, Dan Patron or Chase Young? Ty. Ty. <laughs> Ty. <laughs> bust. All right. His bust will not be in Canton. I can tell you that much. All right. Are you Are you talking about me or Chase Young? Uh, both. Neither of you are going to be in the Hall of Fame. In no, Canton. you're the you're short ball guy. No. Hey, I got hey, hair. Hey, I got hey, hair. Hey. Where are you two? I got hair. Who was the callback on that? Fine bomb. Fine bomb, that's who it was. <laughs> <laughs> I knew we talked about something earlier. <laughs> hey, all. All right. Dabo's right. Dabo. I think we're done here. <laughs> hey, it's our retreat week. It's our retreat week.
week, boys. Retreat week. We'll see David. Number Chase Lake. David Thornwood. David Thornwood will be there. Yeah, that's all we've got to present. As always, you can check us out and give us a follow on Twitter at Henny Patron. You can listen and subscribe on uh, iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Go on, rate and review us. Check us out on Spotify, Anchor, Stitch, essentially anywhere podcasts are found. Check out our Facebook page on Facebook, uh, Henny and Patron at The Two Drink Minimum, or friend me at Dan Patron. Special thanks for our beers tonight from New Belgium Brewery, the Voodoo Ranger and the Voodoo Ranger Juicy Haze IPA. I am Dan Patron. He is Kevin Hannigan. That is DZ. This has been The Two Drink Minimum. Cheers. Cheers. Yep.